Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Speaking to the microphone, say hi. Hi. Hi, my name is Athena. And I am three years old in one month. Yes. And say, this is the day that Jesus made. Yay. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Say hi, everybody. Good to see everybody today. Tell them you wish them a happy day. Happy day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what are we going to talk about today? Are we going to talk about God? Yeah. Are we going to talk about Jesus? Yeah. All right. Hallelujah. Okay. Woo-wee. Are we going to have a great day? Yeah. All right. Say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. Say I love you. I love you. I'll see you later. Yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> okay. All right, well, she may have stolen the show, but good morning to everybody. This is Pastor Vince. She is, hey, Pastor Melissa Fletcher. Say hi, Pastor. Hi, Pastor. Hi, say hi, Melissa. Hi, Lisa. Nice to see you. Okay. All right, so we're having a good morning this morning, and, yep, you're supposed to eat the microphone. That's exactly right. Okay, so stand up. Say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, dude, I say there's all kinds of people in there, and they're watching, and they're saying hi back to you. And so go, mwah. All right. All right, you ready to go back to your mama? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you go. Say bye. All right. Well, good morning. That's the best way to wake up in the morning. By the way, this is the reason why we stand, and this is the reason why we refuse to be moved. And this is the reason why. These are the reasons why life has meaning. And these are the the people we're fighting for, the youngest and the most innocent that are walking upon the face of this earth should not be growing up in a Marxist, communist, socialistic, totalitarian police state where the government terrifies people. This is a really bad deal that's going on in our country. We understand why it's happening. We know that because of our sin, judgment has come upon the nations of the earth. But in the midst of all of this, there's got to be a refuge. There's got to be a place of sanity, a place where moral and and joyful life can be lived. 
a place where, you know, just evil is not permitted. And I believe that God is our defense, and I believe that God is good, and I believe that God sees what is happening all over the world. And my prayer for you today is that you will take the most treasured, most valuable possessions in your life that God has given you, present them to him, and then bring them into the shelter of the Most High God. This is the most important thing that can happen in anyone's life because we do have um, precious cargo, so to speak. And we have a lot we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to go into an extensive Bible study um, with, with the body of Christ today. I have just, well, I'll get into some other detail down the road, but I want to say good morning to uh, all the, uh, the, the men out there today that are driving uh, throughout this nation. They're driving trucks. They're in transportation. They're uh, getting products to other stores and doing the work they're doing. Just my brothers that are out there, God bless you. And uh, for all the veterans that are out there today, all the uh, first responders, the police department, you know, people that uh, are really laboring and doing their job because they have a love for this country. They have a love for people. And I just bless them in Jesus' name and thank God for the fire department. You know, when there's a big fire, who do you call? The fire department. When there's uh, trouble going on, who do you call? The police department. And we want to bless those who are responding to the troubles. And uh, this is what makes this society what it was. And now that we're being shaken and we're seeing the defunding and we're seeing a lack of respect and honor, uh, the people are beginning to take up the slack and say, well, what can we do to stand in the gap? Uh, because we just don't want the avalanche to cave in. We want to be in the shelter. We want to see uh, the ability to be protected at this time. However, looking through a biblical lens, I want to begin today's broadcast in the book of Revelation. So if you'll turn there with me, <clears throat> Revelation chapter 13. I'm just going to read a few verses, <clears throat> and then we'll get into the Bible study. So, <clears throat> Revelation 13, 11. And I beheld <clears throat> another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. I know you've heard this many times, but I think we're going to take you into deeper territory today. All right, I found some pretty excellent stuff. So I'm just going to lay the foundation to what we're going to be ultimately talking about, and then we're going to look at world events and kind of line things up here. And then get down to the most serious part of this conversation, which is we only have an hour today, <clears throat> so I've got to get rolling here. What do we do with all this information? That's the big question. So again, Revelation 13, 11, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. He spoke as a dragon. He exercises all the power of the first beast, which is in Revelation 13, the first eight verses or nine verses, and um, causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship. <clears throat> so it causes them to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. This, now that first beast is a governmental beast. It is a political beast. <clears throat> okay, the second beast is more of a uh, religious kind of beast, and it causes worship. Okay, uh, and it, verse 13 says, the second beast does great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. You'll remember another prophet of God by the name of Elijah who called fire down from heaven and the two apostles who asked Jesus, should we call fire down out of heaven, possessing that kingdom authority? But this one is always a contradiction, a counterfeit if you will. So he's going to do these great wonders and call fire down uh, from heaven on the earth and the side of man. Verse 14, and he deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. All right, so uh, there's going to be objects that are going to be lifted up, and the idea of bowing down, worshiping. We go back to the book of Daniel. We know that this has happened before with the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. They built a statue unto him and demanded that everybody in the world under his authority and power would bow down when they heard the music. And of course, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego would not bow the knee. We know this, okay? And when they didn't bow down, uh, like Mordecai in the story of Esther, he did not bow down either to Haman and all of that. So there's always a remnant 
that refuses to bow down, okay? But this is going to come, and there may be a price to pay, but we have to trust the Lord. He's with us regardless. So he causes all, in verse 15 again, verse 15, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Here's the price. Um, so who would not bow down? Only those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. So only those righteous men and women of God who have the spiritual intelligence to know that that is idol worship and that worshiping or capitulating or bowing or bending to that satanic system, there's a time when people, the righteous elect of God, know, no, 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 I don't bow. I'll go so far, I'll be a good citizen, but I don't bow to any images. I'm not going to do that. Even if it costs me my life, I'm not going to do that. So, and there's been from generation to generation people that know that. And they may be killed for that. Okay, that may be the price to pay. In verse 16, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand. We're going to be talking about that today. Or in their foreheads. Okay, this is where it gets down to the nitty-gritty here. So a mark in the right hand or in the foreheads. Verse 17, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. All right, so verse 18 says, in this environment where you will not be able to buy or sell, an image to the beast. We're not just talking about Babylon in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, mystery Babylon in the last days, the overshadowing of the whole earth, okay? That's what is underway right now. Understand that if we go back to Genesis chapter 10 and 11, that they were building a tower into heaven. They were literally wanting to bore into the throne of God to dethrone God is the Hebrew reality of what was happening in the Tower of Babel. We got to make ourselves a city and we got to make ourselves a name. But the intent of that man named Nimrod, what means rebellion, is to bore into heaven, build a tower, bore into heaven, dethrone God. Well, that's communism, isn't it? That's kind of what's happening in the world today. And God laughed at that and mocked at that. But that is the heart of Babylon. That is mystery Babylon. Rule the world, make a name for ourselves. And so the Old Testament book of Daniel with Nebuchadnezzar and, and the worship of this image uh, is a type and shadow of a global reality. The book of Revelation is always in the global setting. It is never just an isolated place over here or over there at that time. It's global at the same time. That's how the prophecy works when we really understand it. So we know this time is coming globally on the earth where you won't be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. And if you don't bow down and worship the God of this world, then you will be killed. And we know this. So you have to walk with the sentence of death in your life anyways, knowing that we have a better life and a better resurrection, and we have eternal life that you cannot kill. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but after that have nothing they can do. But I'll tell you who to fear. Fear him who after he kills has power to cast both body and soul into hell. Fear him. That's what Jesus said. Verse 18 says, here is wisdom. We need wisdom. Let him that understand, or let him that has understanding, count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. You have to yellow highlight that in your Bible, okay? It is the number of a man. And his number, number is 600 three score, and six. All right, so keep that compartmentalized in your thinking for a moment because that's where we're going today. And understand that it is the number of a man. So the mark, the number of the beast, the number of the beast is the number of a man. Or a man <clears throat> is in that number. A man is in that number. That number is in a man. It's of, it's together, it's belonging to. All right. So we're going to remember that. And this is what the Bible says is going to be the global reality on this earth in the final days of human history before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This period 
is known as the greatest tribulation to have ever hit the face of the earth. It has never been before and will never be again. 70 AD was not the greatest tribulation to have ever hit the face of the earth. Neither was it the last. There have been greater moments of persecution and suffering among the Jewish people and among Christianity from inquisitions and dark ages and crusades and all kinds of revolutions, whether they were the Ukrainian revolution, the Bolshevik revolution. We've seen bubonic plagues of over 50 million people suffering. You got, where's mommy at? <laughs> all right, so... So we have this. It's okay. It's all good. <clears throat> now, where'd you go? So all this is happening in, in, in the world, and everything is coming to fruition. Everything is coming to fruition in this world. So keep that in mind. And I want to do something for a moment. I want to go to a brand new article out of the Prophecy News Watch. Okay, Prophecy News Watch. And let's get into this article. This just came out, and it begins this way. Things are starting to get really weird. Amen. What I'm about to share with you sounds very strange, but it is all true. Before I get into it, let me ask you a question. If you could have a vaccine passport permanently embedded into your hand, would you do it? Amazingly, some people in Sweden, we talked about this yesterday, but I want to give you the article. Some people in Sweden are willingly doing this to themselves. They are putting microchips that contain their vaccine passport information into their hands. And they are raving about how convenient this is. You can actually watch a video of this being done to someone right here. Okay, so the video is not in English, and I don't have the, uh, I guess I could show the video, but it's not important. I think we understand this. Um, I was absolutely floored when I first watched this, said the writer of this article, to understand where this could lead. Society is increasingly being divided into two classes of people, and the class of people that is willingly conforming is being granted many privileges that the other group is being denied. Many believe that this is just a phase and that things will eventually go back to normal. But the truth is, it's not just a phase at all. Pay attention. For a long time, health authorities were promising us that if we all did exactly what they asked, that the pandemic would come to an end. Unfortunately, Now they are openly admitting that COVID is going to be with us permanently. The White House's chief medical advisor, Anthony Fauci, says it's unlikely that the COVID-19 coronavirus will ever be wiped out and insists the world is is just going to have to start living with it. During an interview with CBS's Face the Nation on Sunday, Fauci said he didn't believe COVID-19 was ever going to entirely go away. He noted that the world had only ever eliminated one infection completely, which was smallpox. He said, we're going to have to start living with COVID. That means that all of the infrastructure that they are now putting in place will be with us from now on. That's very important to understand. That means that there isn't going to be an end to the vaccine passports the mandates, or the injections. In fact, the CEO of Pfizer says that, quote, we're going to have an an annual revaccination. I think we're going to have an annual revaccination, and that should be able to keep us really safe. That was the quote. You are going to keep getting shots year after year after year in order to keep earning the privileges that you have been granted. They want to make their authoritarian measures a permanent part of our lives, and this is what our society is going to look like from now on unless we take a stand. The good news 
is that some courts here in the United States are starting to reject the mandates that Joe Biden tried to implement. On Monday, a federal court blocked Biden's mandate for health care workers in 10 states. And on Tuesday, a different court blocked that same mandate on a nationwide basis. A federal court has issued a nationwide injunction protecting healthcare workers across the country from Joe Biden's COVID vaccine mandate. So it says that yesterday in response to a multi-state lawsuit led by Missouri, a federal court barred the Biden administration from enforcing a vaccine mandate for healthcare workers in 10 states who are employed at federally funded healthcare clinics. That means the doctors and nurses cannot be fired for refusing the COVID vaccine despite Biden's federal mandate requiring them to get it. So today, a federal court in Louisiana expanded on that ruling and blocked the vaccine mandate nationwide. But just because they have a legal setback or two does not mean that they are going to stop trying. You should know that by now. The homosexual agenda that has so many obstacles and roadblocks for many years eventually pushed through, and now we see that the saturation of homosexuality and all of these things are running rampant within our society, establishing a stronghold of power. So just because the courts are right now fighting, it's like resisting or trying to put your finger in the hole of the Titanic and do everything you possibly can. But the inevitability of this is coming. Why do we say it's inevitable? It's inevitable because it's written in scripture. It's going to happen. And you have to get ready and get prepared. And because God's going to do a short work and cut it short in the last days, and it's going to bottleneck, and it's going to accelerate and speed up, well, you have to be ready. And we've got December, January, February, March. And by April, we better be ready for a change of the landscape of this world and of this country. If we don't think that the landscape of this country can change overnight, just go back to 2020. And you'll see that there are plans that are going to be activated to bring about their agenda. Remember, the Hegelian dialectic. We have a desire. We want to control the people of this nation. We want to, de-pop- we want to uh, depopulate it. We want to disarm it. We want to control it. How do we do that? Well, we create a crisis. And then while the crisis is released, we come up with a solution so that the people will willingly submit themselves to that solution because the crisis is overwhelming to so many of them. So this is the reality, okay? Over in Germany, which I have the article for you, it is being reported that incoming Chancellor Olaf Scholz wants to impose a vaccine mandate on every single German starting in February. Germany's incoming chancellor, Olaf Scholz, is in favor of introducing mandatory coronavirus vaccination for all Germans as early as February, an official close to Scholz said. During a crisis meeting, Tuesday, a crisis meeting, create a crisis, between the outgoing government of Chancellor Chancellor Angela Merkel and the premiers of the German federal states, Schultz signals his sympathy for such regulation, the official told Politico. Such a measure would have to be approved by the German Bundestag, the official said, adding that the mandatory vaccination could come at the beginning of February. Other major industrialized nations are considering similar uh, measures. Once vaccines become mandatory, For an entire population, vaccine passports will be absolutely necessary for anyone that still wants to live anything that even resembles a normal life. Are you getting it? You may say, I'm not taking a vaccine. Fine. But make sure you're prepared to live without the privileges and benefits of a free society anymore. That You will not be permitted to go as far as to say to buy or sell. You really need to wake up and stop thinking that there's going to be a whisking away. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit, and you need to start really being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now in the midst of this battle, this political battle, this spiritual battle that's going on in the earth today. But this is real. This is not make-believe. This is not 
conspiracy theory. This is happening as we speak. Whether it is on your phone, on a card that you show or actually embedded into your skin, you will need to take it with you wherever you go in case you are stopped by law enforcement authorities. Speaking of the passport, does any of this sound eerily familiar? It should, and they're going to get to the point. The book of Revelation describes a similar system whereby the people of the world are forced to receive a mark on their right hand or forehead. Those who refuse to comply will be unable to buy or sell. They'll effectively be cut off from society. Are COVID vaccines the mark of the beast written about in the book of Revelation? They should not say yes or no. They should say time will tell is the better answer. Now, the mark of the beast will involve a conscious decision to give one's allegiance to the Antichrist. No one will accept it by mistake or by purely health reasons alone, this writer says. Nevertheless, vaccine mandates and passports create a social system enabling the mark of the beast. If they are allowed to stand, they will create a mark of the beast system indistinguishable in impact from the true mark of the beast. In doing so, they'll pave the way for the rise of the Antichrist, and the mark of the beast is outlined in the book of Revelation. Now, is the time to become familiar with the book of Revelation and gain a better understanding of where all of this is heading? Okay, and that is their article. I want to turn now to another article that is coming out of Germany, and here's the article. Germany, and this is, uh, this is a breaking, by the way, uh, updated today, 2021, Germany announces national lockdown for unvaccinated. Ex- exiting Chancellor Angela Merkel announced on December 2nd, yesterday, that Germany will lock down unvaccinated people as top officials also signaled that they would back plans for mandatory vaccinations in the coming months. Merkel said individuals who are not vaccinated for COVID-19 will be excluded from non-essential stores and cultural and recreational venues. The Bundestag, Germany's parliament, also will consider a general vaccination mandate. The situation is our country is serious, she told reporters, claiming that the new measures are an act of national solidarity. All right, so by being vaccinated, you're becoming part of the national solidarity movement. Other new requirements include masks being required in schools. Merkel added, vaccinated people will lose their vaccination status nine months after receiving their last dose of a vaccine. Here's the quote. We have understood that the situation is very serious and that we want to take further measures in addition to those already taken. Merkel, who was slated to leave office on December 2nd, told reporters, the fourth wave must be broken and this has not yet been achieved. End of quote. Wow, the waves. Remember we were talking over a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, about the four waves that would hit the United States of America, okay? Uh, Well, they're talking about the fourth wave over in Germany. In her address, Merkel said the mandatory vaccination measure would take effect in February of 2022. You're talking months now, months away. And said she would vote in favor of the rule if she were still in the Bundestag. So numerous studies have shown that fully vaccinated people still have the ability to transmit and contract COVID-19, although some health officials have said that the vaccines can protect better against severe symptoms, hospitalization, and death. On December 2nd, the Minnesota Department of Health confirmed that the second U.S. case of the Omicron COVID-19 variant was a fully vaccinated male. So critics of vaccine passport systems, which have drawn weekly protests across Europe, have said they unjustly created two-tiered society of vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Concerns have been raised about whether vaccine passports could be expanded to become a social credit system, and whether the mass collection of vaccination data could breach individual privacy rights. Recently, Greece announced that vaccinations will be mandatory for everyone 60 years and older. Those who refuse to get vaccinated will face fines for each passing month, the Greek government stated earlier this week. 
However, such rules may be extended to other EU countries, said European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen on December 1st. She said, two or three years ago, I would never have thought to witness what we see right now, that we have this pandemic. We have the vaccines, the life-saving vaccines, but they are not being used adequately everywhere, von der Leyen said, stating that EU authorities have to potentially think about mandatory vaccination. According to Germany's health agency, about 68.7% of the country's population is fully vaccinated. Last week, the United States issued a travel advisory for Germany due to the increasing number of COVID-19 cases in the country. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention now considers Germany as a level four, very high, travel risk, and it called on Americans to avoid traveling there. Germany, Greece, everywhere this is being talked about, all over the world. The last stand most likely will be the United States of America. And if it were a fair fight, the left against the right, I think it's pretty clear who would win that battle. Unfortunately, because of the global agenda, it will not be a fair fight. And all patriotism, all resistance to a global military power, would take a supernatural act of Almighty God. In other words, the waters of the Atlantic that swept into the Titanic, which they said could never sink, those same floodwaters of the nations of the earth will pour into this nation. And the idea is to crush the Christian the Judeo-ethic, the moral state of the nation, crush patriotism, resistance, to crush this country, its constitution, its founding documents, which are now being said by higher-level agencies that these are dangerous documents of the right, white supremacist, nationalist, racist, Christian people. I know it's hard to believe, but it is true. It is true. And you wonder, will there be any heroes in this upcoming war? I don't know if there will be any real heroes Because, like I said earlier, the homosexual agenda that began a long time ago in this country met incredible resistance because it was a more moral nation before we started slaughtering innocent babies in 1973. And with every moment that passed in this nation, that that agenda was in the mind of the progressive left the globalist community, hidden behind the scenes. But eventually, those barriers were pushed down. The barriers were taken out of the way. And right now, you may feel safe behind the Constitution, as though you have a constitutional right. But January 6th just proved that you have no constitutional right with this present authority, this present governmental system. They did things that are contrary to constitutional rights, putting people in prison without a phone call, without allowing them to speak to a representative or a family member. Constitution is being crushed, and you may feel safe behind the Founding Fathers' documentations or behind the patriots of our nation or the senators or the Congress. But those days of the barriers that were to protect 
They are just like what the homosexual community did. They, they're pushing harder and harder, and they're getting financed, and they're getting empowered, I believe, by the beast. I believe by the Antichrist. I believe there's a spiritual power coming, and the reason why is because we are under judgment. My advice to all people, if you're hiding right now behind the Biden administration, behind globalism, behind the movements in the earth that are trying to crush God, you're on the wrong side, definitely. But don't expect protection from man. The only protection you will ever find in your life will be from God. And if you honor the Lord, and if you please God, and you walk worthy of the Lord, you can expect his protection. You can expect God's favor and protection on your life. If you are led by the Holy Spirit, if you allow the word of God to guide you, if you're obedient to the word, God is a good God, and he knows how to protect what belongs to him. There are so many things in the world today that say they belong to God, but they don't. I don't want to be found in that condition. How about you? I want to be walking with God then, whether I live, whether I die, whether I'm protected, or whether I'm brought before kings and governors or hailed into prison, whatever the case may be, or killed. If I do it in the Lord, I know he is going to raise me from death. He is going to deliver me, and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. This is really important information for all people. The articles I read to you, they are happening. Can you imagine being a human being speaking a different language in Germany? That by February, if you're not vaccinated, you go into lockdown and you're not allowed to use the system or the privileges or the benefits of a citizen of that society because you refuse to put something into your body. Can you imagine? And yet the left cried out for how long? A woman's right. Don't tell me what to do with my body. So what we already know is the hypocrisy. We know it is satanic deception. We know that the devil doesn't play fair. We know that he is the one behind the movement. That's where it gets its power. The church being rather weak because of its stay in Babylon it's gone on a long Babylonian vacation and is basically sick in the, in, the, in the sick bed of Jezebel, if you will. It's been stripped like Samson of its strength because of its flirtation with the world. It has been so lukewarm that it's good for nothing but to be spewed out of the mouth in many cases. It has compromised the word of God with the world. It has had one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the world. And it never stopped to really think because they were told by all those TV ministers how wonderful they were and how good God's grace was and how wonderful everything is. And you could live a lukewarm life and a compromised life and you could live like the world and never become rigidly righteous to produce the fruit of the spirit. And people fell for it. And they moved and they lived, but they didn't know what they were becoming. Lukewarm, compromised, capitulant, tolerant. They didn't know that they were losing their salt and their light. And today, if you put them in a situation, they hardly have any salt or light. Because if the Christian church in America was filled with salt and light, there would be exposure all over this nation. We would never be where we are right now. We had the potential to stand as a Christian or a Judeo-Christian society. We could have held back long ago. We could have continued to resist and take down that aggressive movement. But what they did was very intelligent. The devil told them, get them to sin, just like Balak and Balaam. Balaam was asked by Balak, curse Israel. He says, I can't. Every time I try to curse them, they're blessed. 
I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So Balaam finally told Balak, listen, if you want to take this nation down, if you want to take Israel down, get them to fornicate with the Midianite women, with the foreign nations. So the devil told the rulers that are against America way back in the 1950s, maybe even earlier, but definitely in the 1950s, as was mentioned yesterday about Khrushchev and his shoe banging the podium, we're going to take this nation without a shot fired, and everybody laughed. The devil told them, okay, you can't beat them with a confrontational head-on battle. So introduce pornography, which was outlawed in this country. And you know that pornography, once being outlawed, went through a big political battle. And they said, let's saturate this society with pornography. And so that battle began to be fought in the courts. People were lined up, paid off, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, we, have to be su- we can't be such a stuffy nation, so rigid. People have to have the liberty. If they want to watch it's the freedom of expression, the freedom of speech. We need those Playboy articles. We need that uh, narrative. We need those images. And it began with a man by the name of Hugh Hefner with Playboy, was one of the first. And who was he? Who was Hugh Hefner? He was the student of Alfred Kinsey. Alfred Kinsey was an outspoken pedophile homosexual, and he inspired through his institutes the most horrific crimes against humanity, specifically young children. And he wanted the sexual exploitation in our nation because he used psychology to foster it. And so Hugh Hefner, listening to him, being part of his experimentation, became his pamphleteer by getting pornography out into the public arena. And then came Penthouse and all the other magazines till today, and today is just so far gone, pornography, the most grossest pornography, black market pornography, started hitting this nation and pornography shops were rising everywhere. Everybody was watching porno, but it used to be you had to go get to a store and buy a magazine or get a video. But today it's on your phone, it's on your computer, it's on your television. And it is a, who knows how much money is made in pornography, but a lot. But we have to understand something about pornography is that pornography was a weapon. It was used. It was thought. Satan told, just like Balaam told Balak what to do, if you want to beat Israel, he said, you're not going to beat them in a battle, so you've got to sensualize them. And what that'll do is two things. Number one, they have discovered scientifically pornography eats out away at the brain, damages the brain because of sensualization and endorphins and chemicals. The brain is actually deadened. This is scientific. Check it out. Buy this. So number one, dumb the people down. Number two, disconnect them from their moral condition. Allow the saturation of pornography into the public arena. Saturate society with it. It's a weapon. The third and most important thing is that by promoting pornography in a society, it will pull the people away from their God. In the 1990s, there were 10,000 pastors who lost their pulpit to pornography. It is an energized weapon. It is fueled by Satan himself. It is sensual. It is demonic. And while people enjoy pornography, they love what they see because the images are so outrageous. It's killing their brain. It's dumbing them down. It moves them out of the fight, disconnects them from God. And this was what the Communist Party said in the 45 points that Brian and Kathy were bringing up yesterday, the 45 points of communism. Uh, we've heard this before, how the in, they, they literally said in the Communist Manifesto, in the 10 Planks of Communism, the 45 points, you must use pornography to get these people out of the way so we could ramrod our agenda. 
We could push it through. And the American people took it. And being the number one consumer nation on the face of the earth, pornography, sex, runs rampant within our society. Adultery, breaking the laws of God, fornication, all these issues, homosexuality, lesbianism, all the pedophilia, all the transgenderism, all the bestiality, all of it. It's so sin sick. And yet it's been touted and flaunted. It was a weapon. And that's why we are where we are. Okay. These are not mistakes. Go back and study Alfred Kinsey, communism. We've already put it out on this program so many times with Daniel Seckham. We've read the Ten Planks of Communism. We put on uh, uh, Manning, Mr. Manning, who used to be in the Communist Party, and then he got a revelation and tried to warn everybody against it. Um, we've, we've been down this path. We know this is true, and I'm just saying it so you understand this is why we're in the condition that we're in. The promotion of evil, the promotion of abomination, and what really strengthened this movement, this pornographic industry, What really gave it energy and power was when the babies started being murdered on the altars of idolatry. It wasn't the altar of convenience alone that a woman said, well, I had sex, but I don't want the responsibility. So on the altar of convenience, I sacrificed my child. No, this too was very purposeful because the satanic realm understands, like in the Valley of Hinnom in the days of Jeremiah, that child sacrifice gives power and energy to the demonic forces so that they will move things. So what energized all these different movements? The legalization of abortion. And on the altars of idolatry, innocent blood was shed. And every ounce, every drop of blood against the innocent children God saw So God observed and watched what men would do, and our legal system, the Supreme Court of the United States of America, were involved with all the people and the politicians and all those in legislative branches of government many years ago, legalize pornography, make it legal, and then energize it with the shedding of innocent blood. Get a Woodstock movement. Get free sex going, sensualize these people, get them pregnant, but then sacrifice those babies. Not for any other reason that blood would energize the demonic so that those who are part of the satanic priesthood would be energized with demonic intelligence and would have the power to move everything in the direction Satan wants it to go. And that's where we are today. Microchips, implants, it's all in the Bible. How then shall we live? We've been brought to the precipice. We've been brought to the cauldron. This is the time. I didn't understand it fully when I spoke out a month and a half ago, whenever it was, saying you got five months You have five months. I just knew it was the Holy Spirit. I really did. It's an unction inside of me. And I didn't understand it because I'm like, man, don't give time frames. Don't give dates. Don't do any of that. But this unction, five months, get yourself in position. Is it possible that while Germany by February is going to mandate things that just in a few days from now, because they kept giving that signal two weeks, two weeks, we'll find out in two weeks, two weeks. A new variant comes into play. Lies are off the charts. None of it's true. It's all a lie because it's satanic. And that's what he is, the father of lies. There's no truth in him. So is it possible that we're going to see in days, 10 days, 12 days, something shift the United States to fast forward and accelerate the agenda that's happening in other places? Remember, you've got to do it in Australia. Austria, Germany, Greece. You've got to do it around the world. You've got to implement these things first before you go against the target nation. You've got to empower this thing. 
And then when it's time to bring the floodgates, everything will be ready to go. Is it possible? I'm asking you this question with what you see going on, what you're hearing, what you're watching, the word of God, the judgment on this nation, December, January, February, March. That these next four months, April 2nd is the, is the new year, 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. We are now properly in the year 5781, not the rabbinical teaching of on the, in the seventh month changing the year, but in God's Torah, we are in 5781. Anguish, tribulation, affliction, pack your bags. There's a signal in the very number of the year that we're living in that should be paid attention to. But there's a whole bunch of evidence beyond that that we're in something. And it's happening fast. And it's expected to. People aren't supposed to sit around and party and then go, oh, wow, man, something's coming. No, no, no. It's get caught off guard. I heard about it, but didn't really pay attention to it. Oh, I heard that. That was a conspiracy theory. Oh, the scoffers and mockers come out and they say, oh, these things they've been saying since the beginning of time. Meanwhile, around the world, citizens in Australia are fighting their totalitarian police state abusers and oppressors that have been beating them with bows and arrows. The citizens have nothing to fight with in Australia because they're a disarmed population. Sweden, in the meantime, in areas like that, the Islamic infiltration into those areas has been off the charts. You remember years ago when all those Muslim men were ganging up and raping all those blonde-haired, blue-eyed women? Do you remember what was going on when the, the, the train of Islamic refugees were pouring into Europe? Did you forget? Do you know how many people have been pouring into this United States of America through the borders? being paid to come in? Do you, does anybody remember? Sweden has been Islamicized. They've been taken over, not just by Muslims, but a whole mindset of a beast, an Islamic beast. Those who worship Allah are demon-possessed. Those who are Muslims and believe in the Quran or the Hadiths are demon-possessed by the lie of the spirit of Allah and worship the false prophet Muhammad. Is that true? Are we afraid to say those things anymore? Muhammad is a false prophet. He is a demon. Allah is a God, a demon God, inspiring a billion people, two billion people, with deception. And all that worship Allah, and all that believe in the Quran, and all that read the Hadiths, and all that are tied to the worship of the Mahdi that is coming. Oh man, the Islamic invasion happened everywhere. It happened in the United States. In fact, you have Muslims, Ilman Omar. You have others like Rashida Talib and others in positions of power all over this nation now calling for the condemnation of the white Republican wing of the white supremacist nationalist patriotic movement in America. They're all demon. That's coming from a Muslim that has been groomed for this moment, along with many other revolutionaries. And when you combine the communist revolutionary with the Islamic beast and you put the communist and the Muslim together, they have a common enemy, it becomes very powerful. Just go back to Nazi Germany, 1928, Albana was connecting with the Nazi regime and the Islamic State. Communism, Islam have worked hand in glove together before. It's no mystery. As a Christian, you should know that Jesus said, after me shall come many false prophets and deceive many. The prophet that came after him 500 years later was the prophet Muhammad. And he led people away from Jesus and from God. And he's known by Jesus to be a false prophet. And he's deceiving the people. 
But those deceived and energized people by the satanic spirit have infiltrated societies all over the world. The wild man is off the leash. And he's ready to run ranchop everywhere. A useful tool to mystery Babylon. A useful beast to the woman who rides the beast. The secret societies of the world. Most Christians are here today going, okay, we should be out of here. Come on, it's getting close, Lord. Come on, hurry up, secret pre-trib rapture. Where are you? It's getting close. It's not coming. It is a lie that undermined the people that should be standing in the gap right now with the loudest of voices, not that anybody intended it except the devil. It's just not in the Bible like they say it is. It doesn't exist in the Bible the way they say it does. And unfortunately, that doctrine moves hand in glove with once saved, always saved. And yet Jesus said in the last days, the love of many would wax cold. They would hate one another and betray one another. Why? Because they were never prepared to handle the level of pressure that's coming. And so now there are informants everywhere, like in Nazi Germany. The informants are turning in U.S. citizens. The atmosphere is changing. I had a dream last night. I'm going to have to leave you with this. I had a dream last night, and I saw a landscape. And all of a sudden in my dream, there were these massive stones falling, kind of on top of each other, slabs. And in my dream, I kept hearing, the landscape is changing. The landscape is changing. It's no longer just a cool thing to do to stand up and speak out. Hopefully that's never been the agenda of this ministry. It's always been to warn and to tell of the days that we're living in. I hear people all the time saying, oh man, these things are coming so quick. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been prophesying these things for over 20 years. 20 years minimum prophesying that America has crossed the point of no return. And it has. These days, these waves of judgment that are upon us are real. And we should not be surprised. However, with all that said, there is a refuge in Jesus Christ. There is a place of safety and habitation and peace in Jesus Christ. When that's real, there's nothing they can do to take that from your heart. I, they tried to in Nazi Germany, those Jewish people that believed in Yahweh, those Jewish people that believed in the Torah and the temple, those scattered Jewish people in Nazi Germany, when they took them into the concentration camps, did everything in their power to rip God out of their souls. And if the people of this country do not stand up in this, the moment of truth, in repentant humility, and stand against this stupidity and this satanic energy by a greater energy of the Holy Spirit, watch how fast things are going to happen. And before you know it, I got to eat. Give me the mark. I got to eat. I got to feed my kids. Give me that vaccination. I'm, I'm tired of resisting. And that'll set people up for the mark of the beast, whether that's it or it's coming beyond it. It's all set up. It's all mind control. It's all fear. It's all forced. You need to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And you need wisdom to do it. Well, it is Friday, and I'm going to say goodbye. I didn't even get into what I wanted to get into. 
I see Brian and Kathy are with us. Porn is slotted to be a driving force for the metaverse. Yeah, it is. That's true. That's true. True. David Ellison's with us today. Denny Sossman with us today. Phil Buswell, Megan Cotton, Melissa Fletcher. We're going to call it a day. I want to thank you for tuning in. We'll see you Tuesday, Lord willing. And God bless you, saints of God. God bless you, saints of God. Stay the course. Jesus. Thank you.